I have literally never been happier. Mm. And I'm so uncertain of what my future will look like and how I will make yoga into a career, but I am so content and just full of joy. And like my mom, one day she was like, I just, I haven't seen you this happy in a long time. And I was like, mom, let's be real. I've never been this happy. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, I just didn't want to say that. (laughs) I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Basson with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And today we have a yoga instructor, not CrossFit. Whoa. Welcome. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Stacy Burke A. Meyer. Burke E. Meyer. You got to clap when you say it. Burke de Meyer. Burke Meyer. Birkenheimer. Birkenheimer. Oh, man. <laughs> Just Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Stacy, I'm. I was gonna be just gonna be Stacy. Stacy is excellent. That's usually what it's I get Too many, too many e's in that in that name. Way too many. Uh, well, welcome, Stacy. Some Thank of you guys you. might recognize Stacy from uh, if you came to the Mobility Mimosas, which you did a fantastic job. Thank you. Um, and made some um, delicious. What, what, what were those? Banana muffins. Banana muffins with no nuts in in there or something. Well, you right? know how allergies are. I don't want to kill anybody on my first day here. Well. We ate all it's of those. I'm glad you ate all of those. We ate all of them. Yeah, I was actually on a podcast with uh, Coach Kelsey. I know, I listened to that yesterday. Oh, yeah. cool. And we ate most of them, so <laughs> yeah. they were delicious. We appreciate you bringing those in. I like to think of it as job security. I work them out and then I fatten them back up. Yeah, no, there you go. Instant. It's the Planet Fitness model. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's the, have some pizza after you worked out. <laughs> uh, well, welcome. We're glad you're here. Um, I'm going to give everybody just a little bit of background to where you're from and uh, kind of, and yeah, start there. Family family history, all of it, all starting of it. from... Uh, well, my great-grandparents were <laughs> from Germany. My grandfather's name was Adolf. Oh, um, well. True story. But <laughs> no, so I grew up in northern Kentucky. I was born and raised in Walton, a um, little town, and went to school there. And then... I went to school at Moorhead State, which is in Eastern Kentucky, and tried to get out of there as quick as I could, and did, graduated in four years, and uh, after that moved down to Nashville, and lived in just south of Nashville and Franklin, and had all kinds of random jobs that I fell into, and um, was never really qualified for anything that I did, <laughs> but came in on the ground level and worked my way up, and. Um, but was never really uh, terribly passionate about anything. Uh. Just did it and worked really hard and liked the people that I worked with, um, but never really felt that sense of purpose or calling. And so I struggled with that a lot. I think a lot of people do. I think it's mm-hmm. very natural. I mean, you're, you know, like you said, got through college in four years, what were you, like 22, 23, and you're faced with this, like, all right, all right, world, here I come. And you move to a new city and it's, you know, depending on what year it was, depending on the, how the market's doing. It's not always... 2009. Yeah, so like you're... the worst time to graduate Exactly. College. So you're just kind of taking what you can get. And, mm-hmm. You know, I kind of did a similar path out of college, and then you, you don't really know what you don't want to do until you do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's weird how past leads you to whatever you want to say. It's your calling or whatnot. And obviously, you know, we'll obviously transition into 
getting into how you got into yoga and stuff like that. And I think if you asked me or Jared out of college, like, you guys are going to own a gym in five years or whatever. They're like, okay, you're crazy. <laughs> um, but you just kind of fall into it. But I think that's just a natural process. And some people want to beat up, you know, college. It's almost like the popular thing to do these days. Like, oh, go to college, it's a ripoff. Um, there's a lot of valuable skills, even if you never use your degree per se in your profession, um, that are gained just by just real life skills. Mm -hmm. So when you go through those, as you put it, like random jobs in a different city, I'm sure there's a lot of skills there that you learned, um, like some what not to do, some right. like, hey, you know what, there's a through line here. And a lot of the through line, honestly, in a lot of businesses, it's like, wow, if I really you know, put forth a, a genuine effort and treat people with respect, I probably do pretty well, you know, right. like optimist, like just being an overall optimistic person. But so you were in Nashville, maybe it was probably like in your 20s or so. And, yeah. And kind of did that for a while. What was the worst job you had? Yeah, there? please. Ooh. I had a uh, business to business sales job for three weeks and made no sales because I'm not a very good salesperson. In three weeks? What? Three weeks. I didn't, it, I was selling like phone and internet service or something. I don't know. It was just like the most horrible thing Are I've you ever you cold seen. calling people? I was cold like yeah. showing up at their business. Sweet. Like not even calling. I was showing up. And so it like was, a little knock on the door like, yeah. hey, it's Stacy. Right. It was <laughs> Avon calling. That's, but that's pretty bad. It was really, like, I was, like, miserable every day, crying, and I called my dad, and I was like, this job's horrible, and he's like, quit. And I was like, yeah. whoa, that's an option? <laughs> I was like, you can just quit something, and it was uh, it was amazing because I, I did quit, and um, three days later had another job lined up where I met some nice. amazing people that wonder, led me to other jobs. Like, if there's on. anyone that, like, is just so good at, like, that, like that's their calling. Yeah, oh, I mean there are awesome yeah. salespeople. I but am like, just not but one of them. that, like in that particular though, like yeah. that particular, like, everyone's really yeah. passionate about like selling phone and internet door to door. I, I think, think the people a particular face. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, oh, hey. my like, boss was a, a gorgeous blonde woman, and she was very successful at it. Um, but I don't know that she was passionate about it, but she made a lot of money. So it's where your priorities lie. Do you want to be happy in your job, right. or do you want to make a lot of money? Sure. Right. So. Yeah. It's valid. Mm -hmm. uh, so, where? So you said you had a great job line. That wasn't anything like life changing. The one lined up right after that. No, I mean the one lined up after that wasn't really life changing in the work that we did because I'm not entirely sure that I could tell you what exactly we did at that job, <laughs> and it was a. That's why it was so much fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, I was. I did IT support, which my whole family and friends thought I was crazy because I was really bad at technology. <laughs> but I just kind of went in and learned and ended up leading the team that I was uh, working with, and I just met some really amazing people and. While I was there, a guy that was in a different department, um, he became my boss later at another job. He started a, a company that provided credit cards in the film industry, and he started that in 2012. They started in April, and I he took me on in July, and I was there with them until this last October. There you go. And so helped them build that from the ground up to become one of the most forefront companies in that industry. Wow, that's pretty mm -hmm. awesome. So that's a... Uh... And again, like Mark just said, you never know what paths are going to take you. So I guarantee you that particular person saw that you were hardworking. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like when you said that you called your dad crying about that the sales job and he said, well, you can quit. The fact that you said I didn't know that was an option just mm -hmm. is because is, a lot of people, if they, just, they just will quit, you right. know, 
if that's a last resort, then it shows something about your character, you know, because uh, again, and I won't go down the road of, you know, the millennial way of thinking, mm-hmm. but um, unfortunately that is an option for a lot of people right off the bat. Yeah. But, um, so that's exciting. So you were there until, I don't want to jump too far forward, but you said till last October. What happens last October? Oh, well, that's a whole big faith story. Um, I had, like I said, I'd worked with that company for five years. When, when I started, there were just three of us running this company. Um, by the time I left, I think there were 15 to 18 people employed there. So it had grown substanti- substantially. I originally worked uh, from Nashville. I was a remote office from there. My boss was in Nashville when I first started and he eventually moved out to LA and our main office was there. And then when I I moved back to Kentucky in 2015, moved back up here. um, And so I, again, was still satellite and it just, the larger the company became, most of our employees were based in LA. So it got really hard to be remote um, and I was handling all of our East Coast clients and and uh, trying to manage our operations from 2,000 miles away and wow. it just it got harder and harder and I just was uh, having greater discontentment with the work I wasn't finding joy in it anymore it was just uh, pretty monotonous and just like you know not satisfying anymore I had sure. built the company to where I had was able to take it and then I was kind of feeling irrelevant um and so I just felt like I was really dreading going back to work after I had gone on this little vacation and I was like okay god like what am I supposed to do now right I I, like I don't have any other jobs lined up like nothing's on the horizon I've been looking I haven't found anything I've applied to a few things not getting anything back and I was like am I just supposed to quit without anything lined up and he was like yeah (laughs) <laughs> I was like, no, like that doesn't make any sense at all. And yeah. um, I was like, well, what am I going to do? And he was like, go to Europe. And I was like, that's not, doesn't make sense. You don't quit your job and take an expensive European vacation. Um, but I just had this total peace about it. And wow. so I, I prayed about it for a couple weeks just to make sure that what I had heard was correct. And then I think it was like July 30th or something, I gave my notice and I told him, I said, hey, I don't have anything lined up. I will give you two more months. I will get, I will write a training manual. I will train my replacement because I was handling all the fraud on the credit cards, oh. you know, all, almost all the c- customer support, managing our customer support team. So I had a lot on my plate um, uh-huh. doing all the invoicing for our clients, which was, you know, close to a thousand invoices a week. and. So it was a lot of stuff. So I said, I'll give you guys two months and then, you know, I'm out of here. October, Mm -hmm. I think it was like 10th or something like that. Like that'll be my last day or the 13th. It was Friday the 13th was my last day, (laughs) which I thought was pretty funny. Um, And so I quit on, my last day was October 13th. I was in LA, I flew home. And then on the next Tuesday, my mom and I went to Italy for two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. That's, That's freaking awesome. Yeah, I had always wanted to go to Europe, and I just never had taken the time, and I'm a single woman who's now almost 31 years old, and I was always waiting for this partner to go on this yeah. European trip with, and I was like, well, I could just take my mom, and that would yeah. be awesome, and it yeah. was. It was so well, good. Well, and what's cool, too, is, you know, it's like, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. The world didn't end because right. you took time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, uh, we get so wrapped up in our lives that we forget to realize that 
like we'll snap our fingers and we'll both be 40 you know and it's like okay well what do we do do all that work for Mm -hmm. you know it's like you need to be able to take time for yourself and realize that um you know the world's not going to crumble just because you took some time off you know so so while on vacation like what is what is going on is is it like are you having these like concerns or is it like you said is it kind of like peaceful is it kind of like you're you're feeling some you know whispers about like what's next or prior to quitting or when we're in Italy uh, when you're like when you're on the trip like in in Europe is it just um everything's cool when you're you're just like kind of relaxing enjoying yourself or I don't know that I'd call it relaxing (laughs) um it was I had hoped and anticipated that there would be um these kind of profound moments of of knowing what was coming next um but there weren't there was just seeing all this culture and enjoying all this food and this wine and you know seeing all this amazing art and spending this time with my mom was you know it was really cool so i had these expectations of having these really deep insightful moments and i Mm -hmm. didn't and i think that that is something that I've learned as I've gotten older is to let go of the expectations because when you have these expectations, it can totally ruin your experience. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I came back from Italy, I was like, Oh, I just didn't really get any, like what's next for me or anything. But I was like, but I had this beautiful experience and I got to share it with my mom and, you know, not to mention the more you look for something, the harder it is going to be to find Mm -hmm. it, you know? Um, and I think that's true with, with any path, any walk of life, any situation, the more more you try and shoehorn something together, um, the less likely you're going to be to find that. You know? I, I think the more likely you are to be disappointed. Yes. You know? yeah. And that, that's that's one of those things I'll try to use an example like of. That's why I'm almost like anti-preview for like movies sometimes. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't even want to watch preview because like especially with like all these like Marvel movies now that obviously have a backstory like. People are like almost trying to write the movie before they go see it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you know, it's this and this and this. And then whenever they go see it, it's almost like, how can that even be good? Right. Like, it's, yeah, I'm sure you still like it to a certain extent. But anyway, so I feel like sometimes we try to draw that same parallel in life. You know, like you said, Jared, like, there's these decade milestones, right? Where it's like, I turned 30, like, right. all right, what do I have? Yeah. I turned 40, like, I'm supposed to be here. I turned. So we're expecting, like, you know, and that's the view that the world, like, really sells us. Like, yeah. you know, you should be, you should, you know, you're this size and this color, so you should be this, this, and this. And it's like, Jared said, at the end of the day, like, you snap your fingers and life's going to pass us by. Mm-hmm. And, you know, are we living for us or for someone else? Or, right. you know, and are we basing our decisions off of our values or other people's or whatever it may be? And especially in a world where, People are putting the best versions of themselves on social media every single day. Mm-hmm. It's, I guarantee, depression's at an all-time high. Yes. And you're constantly like questioning, like, I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not this. I'm not that. And I think the first and foremost thing why I love the the practice of yoga and uh, where I think it complements CrossFit very well is it does have this mindfulness mm-hmm. about it. And if everyone could just be at peace with themselves, I feel like we'd make a lot better decisions. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and really base it off of things like happiness, 
right. as opposed to, I need to do this thing so I can post this picture to impress this one person that I went to high school with that I haven't talked to in 12 years, mm -hmm. but I see them posting all the time, and da da da, and you don't know anything about that person anymore, right. and they might be one of the most depressed people on the planet, but maybe they just have a job that they really don't like, but it pays them to allow them to do certain admin, uh, have certain things. You know, we just don't know the full story. Like social media is telling such a small tidbit of the story and we're drawing our own conclusions and we're comparing and then we're wondering why that's not us and da da da. You know, so, and what's falling by the wayside is this practice of thinking mm -hmm. and reflecting and setting realistic expectations right. for our life and just trying to be better a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the mindfulness aspect of yoga is something that I think our culture just really, really lacks. Mm. And um, taking the time to slow down and to really to acknowledge your thoughts without judgment and mm. to see where your brain is and your heart are at. And then, you know, really evaluating that and getting to the root of it. And, you know, one of the things I've learned in my training is, um, you know, the amygdala part of your brain mm. is the, like the fight, flight, or freeze part of your brain. And we're so overstimulated these days by every time our phone goes off, mm. we get that, your amygdala fires and you're like, mm. oh my gosh, am I, what am I do? Do I fight? Do I fly? Right, and, right. and so you're constantly overstimulated. So you're, you know, you're always on, on the edge. You're always sure. a little bit stressed out. And I, the more that I've found that I practice my meditation or mindfulness yeah. or, you know, yoga in general, like the more that I'm finding that that response is not as, you know, mm. on the edge of mm. like, you know, an example, I was driving home from my training one day and I was coming around this country road and the, the roads were a little wet and I was going a little too fast around the curve and mm -hmm. um, my car kind of came out from under me a little bit and it was, you know, normally, you know, six months ago, I would have been so stressed. I'd have been like, ah, and like taking it, mm -hmm. taking the wheel too mm -hmm. hard and, mm -hmm. you know, rolled my Jeep. but. It, because I was in this more mindful, relaxed state, mm. I just was like, okay, the car will correct itself and right. just kind of let go a little bit. Wow. And That's it powerful. was, I was, my heart rate wasn't elevated. I wasn't freaking out. The car was fine. I was fine. That's like the best testimonial. Yeah. Ever. I mean, it was just like this super impactful moment for me of like, holy crap, this has changed my life. One like, thing you kind of skimmed over, I want you to maybe talk a little bit more mm -hmm. about is you said, um, maybe in a certain aspect, like you feel with your heart mm. and maybe even you process some thoughts with your heart. Again, not to go, you know, like we'll, we'll go off, we'll, we can go there. You know, <laughs> we can absolutely go there. I want to figure out first how we got to yoga. Okay. So we, we, and then we'll kind of come back sure. around yeah. and go through all that. So I, uh, my whole life have kind of struggled with fitness. I, like most women, have struggled with body image issues. I'm 4'11", so any the slightest amount of weight I put on, it's very visible and easy to see. Um, so I've always been a little self-conscious about like going into a workout program. And um, we, I had excellent fitness teachers at my high school. They taught us about lifting weights and properly doing that and cardio. And But I was never athletic. It's just not my gift. My brother is very athletic and very competitive. And I say he got all of those genes before I arrived. Um, but I was really into, uh, I did Billy Blank's Tybo tapes yes, <laughs> when I was in please. high school. 
Yes. And I loved that. I was really faithful to that. He's a um, beast, by the way. Sorry. He is a beast. For, uh, still a beast. Yeah. And then when I went to college, all that kind of fell by the wayside as it does sometimes for college students. You've got all this other freedom and mm -hmm. stress and other things. And then uh, my mom is was a landscaper. She's retired now, but she had a client who was a yoga instructor. And so mm -hmm. her client would do like private sessions with her and kind of give her some feedback and tips and my mom was like oh you should try yoga it's really great and I'm like oh it's so slow and so boring and I have right. no interest in that and I tried doing some tapes and stuff at home and it just wasn't anything very special and then when I moved down to Franklin um, in Tennessee uh, my friend and mentor Jenny was like there's this awesome class at the Y this woman Pat teaches it she's amazing she really pushes you it's not this like frou-frou kind of slow uh, flow she really challenges you and so I was like okay I guess I'll try it and mm -hmm. I did and I've been hooked ever since oh, like sweet. Pat was just this amazing uh, godly woman who really challenged me physically mm -hmm. and spiritually and um, mm -hmm. has just been a huge supporter even though I don't live in Franklin anymore we're Facebook friends and she's still oh, very yeah. supportive and every time I go back to visit I take her classes oh, sweet. and I just um, she was really instrumental and I remember um, probably a couple years in to starting it so I started taking classes with Pat around the time that I started this most recent job that I had um, which was very stressful so it was nice to have this counterbalance of mm -hmm being able to relax and strengthen my body and my mind. And um, I remember a couple years into taking Pat's classes, I was like, maybe I should get my certification to teach yoga. But I let this fear mm. hold me back of like, the worst. right, like I can't afford to do the training or I can't make it a full-time gig. Like it's too hard mm -hmm. and you know, no one teaches yoga full-time and I don't have a spouse to help with right. bills or anything it's like crippling. that. It was, it was so crippling. And so I didn't, I didn't do the training then. And, but I do think that that worked out for the best because, you know, like I said, I continued working at my previous job, was there for five and a half years. Um, and then when I quit that, when I quit that job, went to Europe, came back, was really struggling to find purpose. Like what's my next move? I applied to a couple jobs at our church and just mm -hmm. was not getting any nibbles from them they were not interested and um and then I was like you know I have always wanted you know for years I've wanted to do the yoga certification and I had a friend who had gone to this uh the Ohm studio down in Winchester Kentucky and done her certification several years ago and I looked up here in northern Kentucky and Cincinnati and I just didn't nothing was really working out with the timing and I wanted a personal recommendation, so I had asked some of my yoga instructors here, and like I said, the timing just wasn't working out, and so I emailed the own place and just said, hey, like, your website's being a little weird. Are you guys still taking registration for the January training? And she was like, actually, we were full, but someone literally just dropped out, so you can have their spot. There you go. Uh, and it was just this truly yeah. serendipitous thing of, mm -hmm. you know... I was meant to be there and so uh, for the last six months I've been going there one week in a month and mm. doing my training and I just graduated on Sunday very cool it's for exciting sure. yeah so yeah I mean that's uh, like you said serendipity is probably the right word for that we're just you know everything lining up and mm -hmm. allowing you to just kind of travel down this path um, so 
as you move away from a very stressful kind of lackluster emotionally job mm-hmm. and then move into um, something there where there's zero certainty, I right. guess. Um, what is that transition like for you? I have literally never been happier. Mm. And I'm so uncertain of what my future will look like and how I will make yoga into a career, but I am so content and just full of joy. And like my mom, one day she was like, I've just, I haven't seen you this happy in a long time. And I was like, mom, let's be real. I've never been this happy. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, I just didn't want to say that. (laughs) She's like, I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but it's true. I've never felt so confident in something. And so sure of myself and I've always you know my dad had said when I quit my job that I needed to find a job where I could serve people and help people because that's always been my passion I just love serving others and so this gives me that opportunity to serve serve people in you know all areas of their life so obviously you know we because we talk about CrossFit being more than just when people see it it's it's purely a, a crazy fitness regimen Mm -hmm. and we both know that it's way more than that you know one of the big things we talk a lot about is just how it changes your mindset um and and just simple problem solving and day-to-day life stuff um i think a lot of people have a preconceived notion of what yoga is Mm -hmm. um and i witnessed your class and it's not that so uh maybe describe for people what it is for you and then maybe how you know people can go into it with a mindset maybe more a more open mindset rather than just having this idea of you know very like you said just slow right um, yeah I mean there's a time and a place for every type of fitness class I think and I think the cool thing about yoga is you can offer all of those levels And so you can do anything from a restorative or a yin class where it's very few poses and it's more about relaxing the body, calming the central nervous system, or you can take it all the way up to a power flow where you're doing, you know, 50 chaturangas in a class, which is a yoga push-up. You're working, yeah, you're working hard. hard, You're building up a sweat. Um, So I like to offer different classes for different seasons and different studios. So like the class that I taught here, focused more on stretching because I knew that your CrossFit people probably needed that more than they needed the strength training. But I also interwove into the flow places where they could let their strength shine Mm -hmm. so that they would feel comfortable and at ease Mm -hmm. and then be able to push and challenge themselves to stretch a little farther because they've got this confidence boost. I think it's very similar to what we offer with CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely one of those things where uh, our workouts are different, you know, seven days a week kind of thing. But we, if, every workout is something people are generally bad at mm-hmm. they're probably not going to come back right you know so we have to enter like you you put nicely inter, interweave mm-hmm. um, movements that are more accommodating for all ability levels right. and so on and so forth because some people in a basic general sense some people are going to like the straight stuff some people are going to like the longer stuff mm-hmm. and obviously in your uh, situation like i said some people are going to come in strong. Some people are going to come in inflexible, mm-hmm. and a lot all over all over the spectrum. So right. that's that's cool that you, especially as an early on you know instructor, realize that because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like it's going to be my way or the highway. Right. You know, and, and I think that's where a lot of people fail at any type of program where it's just like, look, if you can't 
meet my standards, you're out or whatever. Right, and I've taken classes where the teacher just can't read the room and they mm -hmm. can't see that someone's really struggling with something. Mm -hmm. And you know, one thing they say in yoga is like, there are bus stops in yoga and you mm -hmm. get off at the, at the stop that's good for you. And so there are different levels of each pose where you can keep it at the most basic level if you're a beginner or you can push it really mm -hmm. far and challenge yourself. And um, you know, teachers that don't aren't mindful of that and don't offer those modifications for people that are maybe not to their level yet, uh, it just kind of hurts my heart. I'm like, oh, but like this person in the back, they really need a modification, and it's like yeah. everything in me not to overstep my bounds and just right. go back and be like, hey, how about you put your knee down here yeah. and right. you know, take a breath, you know, when you need to. I think there's two ways of looking at that for sure. Um, you know, because I've we've I've visited gyms and stuff mm -hmm. like that and I'm not gonna like I said go and over speak over top of right. the, the, the person in charge but at the same time if it's the safety or right. uh, the well-being of someone else like I'll definitely say something yeah you know um, I know Mark said uh, just a little bit ago talking about like the, the fulfillment fullness of your heart is that what we're talking about so yeah. it's just feeling with it so yeah and even just thinking with it so you know um, I think yoga obviously and again, I'm not super. Uh, I'm not gonna act like a like a yogi. That's not an offensive term, is it? No, yogi is the correct term. <laughs> okay, uh, a little sarcasm, but uh, obviously, I I really like the mindfulness of mm -hmm. it. So I, don't get me wrong; it's super beneficial for flexibility, you know, core strength, all the all the intangibles that we can list off, you know. But I really like the mindfulness and that it taps into your spirit, mm -hmm. and then it causes you. I think a lot of people feel like we only process things with our head mm. um, but I feel like yoga definitely it, it, you know and, and again it might sound weird and you know people might what, what are you talking about um, but it processes you to really feel and think with your heart mm -hmm. and maybe if you can just explain a little bit more of that and peel off some layers yeah I mean I my father is very logical and my mother is very emotional and so I am equal parts logic and mm -hmm. emotion mm -hmm. um, and so I spent spent a lot of time fighting between my head and my heart mm. in my previous job, um, and yoga, and specifically this teacher training. You know, I've been doing yoga for like seven years, but this teacher training has just amplified all of my knowledge and all of uh, just really all of my yoga practice. Mm -hmm. And taking that mindfulness aspect into it and meditating each day allows your head to be clearer so that you can hear your heart. Absolutely. And so if you're, you know, you know, our brain is wired to have many, many thoughts. And a lot of people think that meditation or mindfulness um, is clearing your thought, clearing your head mm -hmm. completely and having no thoughts, which is impossible because that's not how our brain works. Mm -hmm. So the, the goal of meditation is to uh, create bigger pauses between the thoughts. Mm -hmm. So if you're, uh, you know, say you're sitting and you're meditating and a thought comes into your head, the goal is to acknowledge the thought without judgment and let it go. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, come back to your breath or your mantra, whatever you're focusing on. And then when another thought comes in, do the same thing, mm -hmm. acknowledge it, let it go. Um, and, and when you do that, you do begin to make greater space between your thoughts, mm -hmm. which makes it less chaotic in your brain. And mm -hmm. so you're not having a million thoughts a minute, you're having a thousand thoughts a minute or whatever, you right, know. Right, right. You're just decreasing it significantly so that you can really hear the core of who you are and hear yeah. where you're being called or like, you know, this is the logical side of me, but this is the emotional side of me. Mm -hmm. 
and and today I need to choose the emotional side and mm. I need to feed that and love on that and nurture that that, that EQ right that mm-hmm. emotional yeah um, how hard is that how hard is meditating so like it specifically you just said um, taking a million thoughts down to you know a thousand thoughts like anyway I, I for me personally again it might be everyone's different levels mm-hmm. right but I feel that's very difficult for this average person to be able to whether they can actually ever really do that right and maybe just some tips on maybe how you've experienced being able to get to a more mindful uh, yeah. place with your practice um meditation can be very very frustrating in the beginning mm-hmm. um but it's a practice it's not a mm-hmm. perfect you sure, know sure. It's, it's something that you constantly in day to day it's going to be different some days i have tons of thoughts racing through my head or I'm angry with someone and I can't let it go and mm. or there are days where it's just like yes this is what I'm meant to be doing um, I think the the biggest thing for me with meditation is uh, like counting the breath really helps because what you need to do is have a mind vehicle something to give your mind to do so that it's not having a bunch of thoughts so you know if you count your breaths you count inhale one exhale two inhale three all the way up to ten and then you start over so you're giving your brain something small to focus on so that it's not having a ton of thoughts and and it will creep in and you'll have some thoughts and then as soon as you realize it acknowledge it let it go and come back to counting your breath so I think that's a really basic and easy there are several little tools like that that you can do Um, I know like snipers in the military use Mm. a square breath where they count their breath yeah, like, a, they, box like breath. a box yeah, yeah. yeah. and so yeah that's super I, again I'm not a regular I don't regular regularly practice um, meditation but I can tell you anytime that I do engage in it I it's just clear you mm-hmm. know I don't know how else to put it it's yeah just, it's your just brain's a little just sharper yeah. and I feel like just way more um, obviously focused and relaxed so I would encourage anyone that especially um, might be listening to this in the car in traffic right now mm-hmm. to just take a deep breath. Well, yeah. to to that point, um, what are what's just like just one simple one that maybe while you're sitting in bed that you can have people try? Yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend counting the breath. Mm-hmm. Um, you can and also you're starting do, at one. Sorry, uh, starting at one every time. Yeah, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah, start at one. Count all the way up to 10, counting each inhale and exhale, and then start again at one, mm-hmm. and just for three minutes a day. Yeah. You know, start at three minutes, 10 minutes is awesome, but three minutes yeah. will do. Um, you can do that, or you can focus on the lyrics from your favorite song, or mm-hmm. a favorite scripture passage, or if you're like, you have an intention, like my intention for this whole thing was to let go. So a lot mm-hmm. of times I would meditate and just say, let on the inhale go on the exhale oh, yeah, like um, you that. can do some or peace you can just with each mm-hmm. breath think of peace um so simple things like that the cool thing about meditation is the more that you do it the more clear and sharp mm-hmm. your mind becomes mm-hmm. the brighter colors look the more you taste food mm-hmm. um it's really interesting how if you're not so distracted you can really enjoy everything a lot more just being present yes you're much more present yeah so how does um Obviously, you're, you're, is that something you try and do, have people focus on throughout a class as well? Yeah, so I usually start every class with a seated meditation that's just a couple minutes long just to kind of get them to come 
out of their day, wherever they've come from, to come to their mat and just dedicate this next hour or however long the class is to being fully present on their mat and just giving them a chance to shake off the day, relax their shoulders, take some deep breaths. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I'll ask them to set an intention at the beginning of class, whether it be peace or strength or anything like that. And then throughout the class, come back to that intention, remember why they're here. Um, being again mindful of why they came to class today and not just just the workout but this piece of adding their mind and their spirit into it as well and then during um, the final resting pose shavasana you always come back to your meditation so um, obviously there are physical flexibility benefits Mm -hmm. from from yoga Um, what are so we see a lot of people who do exactly what we're doing right now, sitting yes. a lot during their day. Mm-hmm. Glutes are completely turned off, hip flexors taking the brunt, lower backs in pain. Yes. Um, how does yoga allow you to become um, not just more mentally more flexible, but physically more flexible? Um, I feel like holding a lot of those very challenging poses, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, just almost reinvigorates, re re-engages a lot of those just turned off body parts. Right. Yeah, so um, pretty much every pose you do in yoga is a hip flexor, which is why it's so good for you. You're stretching your hips, which... Well, it's quarter extremity, by the right. way. I mean, that is that is what we teach. Mm-hmm. That is pretty much what every major fitness regimen teaches. Yeah. This, everything generates from here. Right. This is stronger than your fingers. Exactly. You know, so uh, it, that's where I see the, the, the crossover benefits from mm-hmm. it. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So we do a lot of stuff that strengthens, or, you know, stretches, opens the hips up. You do a lot of folds, forward, forward folds, which stretches your hamstrings, which helps your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, amazing I all the time people are like well I'm not flexible enough to do yoga and I'm like you come to yoga to become more flexible yeah. so we get we get that but start I'm that fit. right yeah I'm not, strong fit, enough I'm not fit enough I gotta right. work out before I start doing CrossFit like no, you're, you're that's never how gonna you come. start <laughs> exactly yeah so um yeah the flexibility benefits are amazing the strength benefits are awesome but it's also really cool um to we learned about like how it helps your internal organs you yeah, know yeah. you know when anytime you do a twist you're you're wringing out your kidneys of all that old blood and then when you open back up you release that, fresh I, blood I could be wrong it. that's how a lot of the poses were originally thought of if I'm not mistaken and yeah. again I mean obviously there's a lot of different realms of and practices of yoga but I want to say uh, I don't know if I heard it on a podcast or whatnot but they talked about the origins of yoga stem from a lot of, you know, ancient civilization. So mm-hmm. it's been around for a long time. Yeah, it's been around the, at least 4,000 years. Yeah, the <laughs> way that the internal organs are designed and, mm-hmm. and just the different poses to get different um, uh, flow and circulation. So it's, you know, like Jared said, I mean, it doesn't get, get, get much more functional than that. Right, <laughs> When yeah. you're talking about um, helping your internal organs produce and, and work better. Yeah. So I think it's... You know, it's clearly beneficial for a lot of different reasons, but, you know, one of the big, obviously, hopes of bringing you on is just to dispel the myths, mm-hmm. you know, of like, oh, this is going to be, you know, someone's going to come around with a little feather and tickle my feet or, something, <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, that's not my style. Yeah, times. <laughs> exactly. I will, I will say, for those of you guys who have not, uh, who may have a preconceived notion of what yoga might be, um, you know, 
Stacy came for uh, the first class she did here, and she's like, you know, do somewhere I can plug my phone in, and I kind of come back out, and uh, like Steve Miller Band's playing, you know, like, and that's so like, think of it that like it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, you know, I, like it was it was I'm sure it was very challenging, a little warmer in here that day, but like, it was not this like ambient music in the background yeah. you know wind song playing it was like classic classic rock was in the background i love music and so i love to make a good playlist that's something i've loved for many many years yeah. and so being able to incorporate that incorporate that into my class and to make it fun and like i loved walking around during the class and seeing people tapping their toes or nodding their heads to the music because these are songs they're familiar with which again makes them comfortable it puts them in a comfort zone even if they're not yoga is not their thing they're not sure what they're doing here they're hearing this music that they know and they love and it just uh, kind of puts them at ease yeah it's a yeah you're 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 barriers are broken down mm -hmm. yeah it's not this weird like you're not walking around in a smock right. <laughs> with incense yeah and, uh, no and i i like to be a very hands-on teacher i've had teachers like that in the past they've been the my favorite ones where they come around and they adjust my alignment mm -hmm. so that especially early on in your practice if you get that alignment correction in the beginning your muscle memory takes over and mm -hmm. for you know the rest of your practice you do that pose correctly right. and so it's really um just amazing and important and I like to not take myself very seriously that's not the kind of person that I am my instructor said you know teach yoga the way you tell a story and so if I'm trying to do a balance pose and I'm falling over I'm just gonna acknowledge it and say that's okay mm -hmm. today balance is not with me or you know this side is not as flexible as this side just mm -hmm. being really open and transparent well I can I can just say from uh, my experience with with practicing yoga um, I feel like an idiot, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? So it, it's vulnerable, though, mm -hmm. in, in people that might not be as comfortable in a space of falling over. Like, you're going to fall. Right. You know, you're going to, you're going to, there, there's going to be something that's, you're not able to do. Right. So I think it's just like anything else. It's, it's like you said, if, but if you can, I love that you do the mindfulness practice at the beginning mm -hmm. and you're already like setting the expectation. And, you know, one of the things whenever I teach um, some of the more complex Olympic lifts and stuff with CrossFit, I'm like, look, this is learning a new language. Mm -hmm. You're teaching your body a new language. And Absolutely. if anyone's ever practiced a foreign language, guess what? You don't learn it in a day, mm -hmm. let alone a year, let alone maybe even a decade, depending right. on how often you're using it. Um, so guess what? If it's your first time coming to yoga, you're going to be tight. You know, you're going to like... And again, it's just, a, it's just the 2018 world we live in. Like Jared said, we're sitting down, we're driving cars, we're on our phone. Mm -hmm. We're doing a lot of things daily that promote um, bad posture, flexibility. So all the more reason to restore the body right. and the mind um, in a practice for, you know, and again, like it's an hour out of your day, um, which can absolutely set the tone. I love that, you know, we're looking at doing this on a Sunday mm -hmm. or you can come in spend an hour with Stacy, hang out with some good friends afterwards and really set the tone for the week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing about yoga that a lot of people are intimidated by coming into this class and they're going to be all these people and they can do all these things. Yoga is a very self-centered practice. Mm. If that makes sense, like yeah. while you're doing the practice, it's all about what's happening on your mat and not comparing yourself to yeah. others. And you know, if you're 
confused about what the poses were doing, yeah, go ahead and look to one of your classmates or to the instructor, but then bring it back to your mat Mm -hmm. because it doesn't really matter what anyone else is doing or where anyone else is in their practice. Have you guys ever seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yes. That just reminded me of that that yoga class he's taking. He's like, why don't you go into child's? He's like, I can do it. And he just falls over. Like, that's that's exactly what you're talking about. Like, don't worry about what's going on. Yeah. But it's funny because you're, as you're speaking, there are so many parallels that you, you can draw from what we do in a regular class versus what you're doing in a regular mm-hmm. class because it's the same thing like we are asking every day uh, watch the programming previews take one of our classes it's said daily here give us the hardest degree of difficulty for your ability mm-hmm. that's what we yeah. need and if you do that the response from everyone here will be exactly the same mm-hmm. you know ours might be the end result is you lying on your back asking for air but right. <laughs> if you're doing it correctly that's what you should be doing right you know um if whether it's you can't do pull-ups well we have six different modifications for your pull-ups exactly you know it's the same thing for you if you can't do a certain hold or certain pose you're going to do the hardest degree of difficulty for where you're at at exactly. this moment yes. and that may change for you know daily right exactly day to day you might have been able to do this awesome pose yesterday that balance is just not with you or your your muscles are fatigued from yesterday's yeah. practice and so you can't do it today one of the things that that we tell people all the time you know well in, in barbell club over here i'll write uh, hs which means heavy single mm-hmm. and that is heavy single for the day erase in your memory anything you've ever mm-hmm. done of this particular lift because um you know that it was 10 kilos lower than my max. I'm like, right. okay, what'd you eat two days ago? Right. How'd you sleep last week? Mm-hmm. How much water have you had in the last four days? You know, all yeah. of those things combined uh, equate to how you're going to perform during the day. And that I'm sure that's absolutely true for absolutely. where you're at. Like you said, like some days, balance isn't with me. Right. You know, uh, I warmed up yesterday, put everything on, got ready, did one squat, and took everything back off. <laughs> right. I'm not kidding, exactly, that was my training. And I'm like, it's not. It's not going to happen today. Yeah. And, you know, and I think everyone arrives at that point at different stages in their life. Mm-hmm. I would bet, Jared, you know, maybe five years ago, you would do that and be like, ah, that's all right. Probably a year ago. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, I was giving you the benefit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I'll just keep no, going. Oh, it broke. It's just like, right. you know, just like life or whatever. You know, you wake up that one morning and you're like, ah, I can do it. I can go to work. You know, and you get there and you're like, the room's spinning. You're like, ah, I probably should have just, you know, slept in or, mm-hmm. you know, took the day off. Exactly. Um, it comes it comes back to the world's not going to burn down if you don't if you don't hit that exact pose or well, that workout. Right. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know that yeah. until mm-hmm. they can get to a space where that like and I love how you put it like that you can really hear from your heart because mm-hmm. so many people this will be like think with their heads the whole time and you know as we've gone through this podcast the phone's gone off and there's people downstairs and I'm thinking about like oh crap like you got a guy coming in at this time and you know what am I going to have for lunch and all these things so I'm I'm cheating myself mm-hmm. out of this experience right here on this podcast with Stacy because I'm not being fully present absolutely and it takes practice mm-hmm. to get to a place to realize that in a lot of people's lives you know I mean I'm, I'm sure you know there's time and time again where you know parents are, are like man I, I just wish I would have took maybe a little less time uh, working and spent more time with my kids mm-hmm. or whatever that, whatever that thing is in your life you know looking back on or whatever it is where it's like man I, I really wish you know I would have spent a little less time on this that yoga provides an opportunity yoga meditation 
mindfulness, whatever label you want to give it, just thinking mm-hmm. more for yourself provides that opportunity to kind of audit your life Absolutely. in perspective of, hey, what, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what, what's going on with me? Like, how did I get here? Like, what's, what, you know, so I feel like it's just, it's vital. Like, whether you practice with Stacy or just clear out a space in your basement or bedroom or whatever and just, like she said, three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes, you know, and just nothing. Breathe, count to ten. You'd be surprised. And guess what? If it doesn't happen the first time, the second time, the third time, it will happen where you're inundated with a thought that is provoking. Right. <laughs> You know. Yeah, and I mean, there are different apps you can use to help you meditate. Sure. Guided meditations. There's Headspace, which is great. Mm-hmm. There's Insight Timer, which is really awesome. Um, but it really is meditation's not hard to do. You just need to make the time to do it. But I have found, and someone, you know, one of my teachers told me this, that prayer is our opportunity to talk to God, and meditation is our opportunity to listen. And I have found mm-hmm. that so true because you're giving yourself time to be quiet and and kind of make more space between your thoughts so that you can hear what your body's telling you or what your god is telling you or you know just hearing more instead of constantly talking it's like when you're talking to a friend if you're just talking at them and constantly thinking about what you're going to say next you miss what they're saying Mm -hmm. and so it's that same thing with yourself it's it's being receptive absolutely it's it's receiving it's it's a practice of Humility is mm-hmm. something that we talk to a lot. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to just, it's in this moment, it's about me, but it's not about me because I want to receive. Mm-hmm. What is the world? What is, you know, my spirit? What is, what, what's, let me have it. Right. You know, what, what's going yeah, on? Let me, let me receive what it is. And, 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 in that, and, and in that moment, it might be that you fall asleep for a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what you needed exactly. you just needed like a little nap or whatever it is and you shouldn't feel bad about that but if I'm really truly being present and listening I guarantee there'll be a lot of fruit from, from that experience absolutely um, so I know we, you're kind of just starting mm-hmm. um, this this journey even though you've it's been going on for a while now but as far as officially starting yes. this journey uh, and I know you don't have a full written out plan maybe just a maybe just a wish list like, if you could, there's something yeah. that, like, man, that, that would be great to kind of just put it out there so we can hold you accountable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I call you every day and make you, you worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, as far as, like, short-term goals, I want to be teaching here at Triumph. And I've got a dance studio here in Florence that I'm going to be teaching at that I'm very excited about. Um, I'd love to do privates with people to work one-on-one with where they're at and what they need. Uh, and to just love and serve them uh, right where they are. And I think that's a great way for people to start like you guys do. I think your fundamentals class is one-on-one so that you can get people comfortable with what they're doing and then they're more comfortable to go into a regular class. And I think that that same thing rings true for yoga. If I can get some people comfortable with what they're doing and make them realize it's not as hard as they think. Sure, Um, yeah, Yeah, because I think a lot of people take take a yoga class just thinking like I'll just jump in right it is just like what we do like it's it's not how it works no you know and even what we do uh, we could probably spend three months with that person Mm -hmm. instead of just a couple weeks right and Um, again it's it's another language I mean it's literally Sanskrit some of it so you know there's Chaturanga right it's just yoga push-ups it's not that hard (laughs) right one of my friends um, always says chimichanga (laughs) she's like now I'm hungry (laughs) so yeah that's funny 
so and yeah, maybe maybe a, a long term. So even a little bit short term, if it kind of see a couple years in yeah. the future, if you had an ideal situation. Long term, I would love. Um, currently, I live on a ha- in a house on seventeen acres, and I'm renting it. I would love to eventually buy it or someplace like it on a little bit of land, and build a studio off the back of my home, um, just to have like kind of a retreat center, a place that's where the the own place where I did all my training is just this beautiful place on ten acres and. It's just like you get there and you just kind of sigh mm. away the world. It's just yeah. this respite. It's this beautiful place of rest and restoration. And I'd love to provide that for the Northern Kentucky area. Uh, I think there you go. I mean, that's one of the, the throughputs that we talk about all the time is like we're trying to provide a sanctuary for you to come yeah. For, yeah. for just an hour a day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all, that's all we're asking. You know, again, because I think anyone that's listening or anyone that's living right now with a cell phone, with a priorities and family and... You need more rest. We all Way need, more rest. You know, and, and I kicked myself, you know, um, it wasn't until I got married we took our first vacation in four years of doing the business and I'm like literally in the middle of our honeymoon and I'm like, you dummy. Like, why don't you rest more? <laughs> it's important. Like, why don't, you know, not that I'm the hardest working guy on the planet or anything, but just, you know, actually intentional rest. Yes. You know, you kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, I'll sit down for a little bit. When you rest and you feel bad for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I love that mission and I I think, you know, anything we can do to, you know, facilitate that is awesome because I think whether, you know, me or Jared, me or Jared, um, you know, initially started this business with the intention of just serving and helping, mm-hmm. it's absolutely become our mission. Yeah. And it's, it's just... I can definitively say that was not our mission for yeah. a very long <laughs> yeah. time. So it's, and that's was... where we saw a big turn for us both personally. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So the, and you are on that path right mm-hmm. now, which is super exciting. That's what makes it exciting to, to sit here and talk to you. I am very excited to hear your, um, your answer to this next question uh, yeah. because you have a... Make it good. <laughs> nervous. Yeah. No pressure. Uh, it's just something we end with with everybody. And mm-hmm. It's a very simple question, uh, but just talking to you, I, I, it, there's going to be some definitely through lines, but it's also going to be a little bit different. And that's just a simple question of what is your definition of fitness? Oh, I knew this was coming. Yeah. So I've been thinking about it because I've been listening to the other Did podcast. you write it down? I didn't write it down. I've had um, a lot of thoughts going on in my head, but I think for me, fitness is coming to a place where all parts of your life align. And so you've got your physical life, your spiritual life, your mental life, your emotional life, and they are just finally coming to this place because you're taking care of all those aspects of your life. You're working your body, you're working your mind, you're working your spirit, and you're taking care of your emotions. And so when you do all that, you've got a fit body. You are a fit human being once you come to that place of alignment in all of those areas. Mm. Damn, that was good. Uh, you did not disappoint. <laughs> My job. <laughs> We got <laughs> that was a uh, excellent that about as well run answer as you could have given so it's almost like you've been thinking about that yeah. a little bit now I yeah, have right? been for about six months <laughs> That's it. well uh, thank you very much yeah, uh, no, so thank you guys for those of you guys listening Stacey's going to be around uh, starting as early as June uh, late as July we'll be hitting I think starting out with maybe two a day maybe two, two, a, day. A, two a day two a day 14 classes a week no um uh, two days per week, some introducing some yoga classes into the gym, uh, maybe more if there's a need for it, but um, she is going to be kind of 
leading us through getting our not only our flexibility in line, but definitely some of the uh, the mental aspects mm-hmm. in line as well. Absolutely. So Looking we'll be announcing some yeah. of those times and days, but we are very excited to have her a part of uh, what we have to offer here. And it's really just bringing a full, complete package into your health and wellness. So yeah. thanks again, Stacy. Thank you. And thank you, uh, thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great.